The New Orleans Pelicans have lost nine in a row. How do they fix it? How do they end the losing streak? Is it simply welcoming back Zion? Is it um, Brandon Ingram playing better basketball? Do they need to make trades? Or are there things that they can do on the basketball floor in the interim that can help them start winning games again? Chris Conner in space. Let's talk about it. You must know that first. Can't nothing and nobody fade what we're trying to do and what we're about to do. Second thing is, we got this game on our level. You understand what I'm saying? Yo, another episode of Chris Conner in space. I appreciate y'all for pulling up and um, rocking in the shuttle with me as always. Um, this show, of course, is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's brought to you by Birdsall Law Firm and the good people at New York Life. Like, comment, subscribe. Um, so it's always in the title. How do the Pelicans end this horrific losing streak? Nine straight. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Horrific January. Believed that they ended it three and 13. Um, a lot of sore spots and um, a lot of question marks, right? As the trade deadline slowly creeps up and all-star break, you know, hey man, optimism isn't, isn't the highest, but I'm solution-based. That's just how I am. I, I, I try to keep things balanced as always. You know, I, I see both sides of a lot of different debates and conversations and arguments that take place, but I'm always looking for solutions regardless of what I have in front of me, regardless of the field or, you know, if I, if I play spades, I don't care if I got two books, I'm thinking about how I can get six. That's just how I look at it. Whatever's given to me, I want to make the best of it. And so does his team right now. So I pretty much got three ways or three things that the Pelicans can do to kind of end this losing streak. And, you know, I'm going to uh, share them with y'all here. So some of these things are self-explanatory, but, you know, I think sometimes we get into these conversations to where we feel like it's, it has to be one thing. And I don't know if it always has to, sometimes it could be, it could be a mix or, you know, the answer could be right in front of you and we just don't see it because the team is struggling kind of is what it is. But, First thing, first way the Pelicans can end this losing streak. Um, offense, and that's generic, right? Because your ultimate goal is to win, is to score more points than your opponent. But I don't think people realize how bad this team was offensively, man. I, I mean, in the month of January and during this losing streak, they were averaging, I think I, I got it here somewhere here, they were averaging like a hundred and eight points per game yeah 108 the months prior 118 116 118 big drop off and listen that that happens when you're missing zion but welcoming back brandon really hasn't helped it they've been horrible offensively at least to their standards not shooting the ball well from deep either i think you know that you know the the assists are down again um and that's just a you know a bad a bad recipe man i mean they shot 34 percent from three uh, for the month of the month of January, it just everything, almost anything that you could pick, field goal percentage was down. Everything that would help this team rebound, so many different things. They weren't doing anything well offensively, and you know you hope. And as we lead to Brandon, because can't have the show without talking about Brandon. Brandon Ingram's been struggling. It's been two months off, and hey man, people, um, there's a side that don't want to hear that you're rusty, that you're working back things. But then there's, a, there's the the reality of you take two months off doing anything. There's going to be a, a transitional period of getting back to um, 
your rhythm, getting back to doing even the most simpler things again. And, you you know, you see that and even shots that Brandon should be able to make in his sleep. And I'm sure he makes in practice that he's been missing during his stretch. Um, starting off to he's had a few good first quarters in which he started off to whether it's been passing a basketball or scoring a basketball. And then he hits a wall. and He's never really able to find himself. But he did have nine assists um, in the Denver game, which is it's currently 126. That's the kind of the after effects of having a nine o'clock game for me doing this show. But, yeah, um, I think the assists were there. I thought the idea, you know, he started to look a little bit more shifty or a little bit more. Um, comfortable getting into some of his favorite shots and selections. Some of the things just weren't falling flat on layups, free throws, a couple mid range shots that, you know, it's just, it's going to take time, man. And I know people like we hate patience is the, like the dirtiest word you can use when it comes to sports. People don't really have it. And with Brandon, man, it's a touchy subject for a lot of reasons, but he's not going to be this. He's not going to struggle like he is right now forever. I think he will figure it out. That's just how I see it. And they're going to need him, too, because offensively, you know, I, I think you're looking at some indecision, you know, some confusion with uh, with Jonas Valanciunas right now. Uh, some inconsistency there with how the team uses him and where what matchups he's able to dominate versus others. You look at, of course, you're missing Zion. And the man, C.J. McCollum went through a decent stretch uh, where, you know, the dude is supposed to be a third option has been a two and been a one for um maybe longer than even he anticipated. And he really started to pick it up, um, you know, right around the time Zion started to get things going as well when the team was playing really well. We saw CJ, you know, break break records and do all type of things. And even shortly after Zion went out, he was he was playing well. But now he's, he's hitting a wall again. I mean, these things catch up and he looks like he's tired and like a few other guys could use a, you know, an, an extended rest, a break. But... Yeah, man. I mean, when, you know, you're still Trey Murphy had a rough month. We saw Herb Jones have his best game of maybe maybe the season. And that that was really good to see. You know, he looked like the best player on the floor against Denver. That was great. Can he keep that up? But can you depend on that right now? Should you have to? Probably not. No, should you have to depend on Trey Murphy scoring 15 points, even if that should probably be an expectation um, with with some of his gifts? Okay, maybe. There's, you know, the list goes on and on. Jose Alvarado, Larry Nance has has had, I think, ten, last night against Denver and his night against the the uh, Milwaukee Bucks with a few guys out, you know, was probably his back to his best two game stretch that we've seen from him in maybe a month, three weeks of sorts. So that was nice to see. But you have a lot of different other individuals that are streaky that um, you depend on them to do other things. Your heavy lifting comes from one guy that we hope to see back very soon in Zion Williamson and CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram. You're really going to only go as far as they take you down the stretch. Hopefully Brandon can, you know, find that rhythm and continue to play his way back to the guy that we saw um, that helped this team take the Phoenix Suns to six games. Um, that leads us to the other side of the ball. Second way that the Pelicans can kind of book an end his losing streak. They're gonna have to play better defense. The defense was, I mean, horrendous. I mean, back-to-back months of 15, uh, giving up 15 points per game, and everything's down. The turnovers that they were forcing was down. The field goal percentage that they were giving up was high. The defensive rating was wasn't good. I mean, you know, they 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 weren't able, you know, the blocks were down. You name it, man. 
they were not a really good defensive basketball team. And when you think about what they were earlier in the year, what you think about in some of their games they won, they were able to make so many things happen from what they were able to do defensively, the strides that Zion took defensively. And, uh, you know, some stretches, you know, we've seen Brandon continue to get better. We're not talking about his defense as much, even in 17 games played, but we've seen him even dating back to the to, to last season, take some steps forward on, on that side of the floor. Um, Herb Jones, again, has been phenomenal. Even if he's not up to everyone's standard, you know, I think he should lock down everybody, even if it's a superstar. We know what his abilities are. We know what Dyson Daniels can do with some stretches. And C.J. McCollum is playing the best defense of his career. So while I think you have some kind of questions, uh, mainly without missing a rim protector, which we will get to, this team has enough pieces, I think, to be doing some of the little things, but to be better defensively. And if they're going to um, start winning games again and go on another winning streak, while I think the offense, of course, needs to get better, I think for this team, it has to start on the defensive side of the ball. That's kind of what we talked about even before, you know, in the offseason. They should be able to score points. But what they do on the other side of the floor is going to be what determines how they end up once we're, you know, in April. It's kind of crazy. I mean, you know, you have your worst defensive month. You have your worst offensive month. You should be a bad basketball team. Just right. I mean, what what can you do? So. Um, those are the first two reasons. And look, the third way that this team improves, I think, is inevitable, and I think will happen. I do think that some roster upgrades are in order. You got to figure out what you're gonna do with Jackson Hayes. I think you got to find a you know a situation for Devontae Graham. Um, and then from there, I mean, what else is added? What you know? What do you do with Billy? Is you know you play Kyra Lewis. He had some bright spots. He didn't play in the Dallas game. He probably won't play when the team is um, completely healthy. What do you do there? Do you Are you holding on to that? Jonas Valanciunas, I, I, I mean, if you can't play him against Denver, if you can't play him against matchups like that, or you choose not to, whether it's Jonas's fault or, you know, a staff, you know, whether the staff has lost hope in some of these matchups, you know, Larry Nance isn't built to guard Nikola Jokic. Nobody's really built to guard Nikola Jokic. But Larry Nance, unfortunately, it just isn't isn't the answer. And he shouldn't be. He shouldn't have to be. I think you need another option there as a rim protector. And we talked about that dating back to the offseason. But outside of that, I think you could also use another another ball handler, someone, whether it, it doesn't have to even just be a scorer. It could be a facilitator. Either or, I think you need someone. Um, and I know people are worried about what that takes away from others, but I this team shooting something and whether you go to one store, you go to multiple stores. I think you got to do something, um, especially with the question marks surrounding injuries and the availability of, you know, your, your two best players as uh, the season continues to go. And I mean, look, you're at a spot to where you lost nine straight and the trade deadline is approaching. Does that help or hurt your status? Does it, does it help? Does that make you, Less or more aggressive. I mean, you got a lot of different questions, but I do think this team will make a move. If I had to bet based off of what I heard and what I just what where I I feel like it's going, I feel like it's either going to be Gary Trent Jr. or John Collins, and we'll see if they add beyond that. But those are those are two two names that I just keep circling. Um, 
I would love it to be OG Ananobi, personally speaking. I think everyone knows that, but I I think everything that we've heard, we've seen in action about David Griffin tells you he's about value. And I know we've seen a lot of that talked about on Twitter as well. He's a value dude. And um, OG Ananobi, I don't think is going to come cheap. I think a lot of teams will want him, will be, you know, a bidding war of sorts. Um, if Toronto even decides to move him, will take place. Why do that if you can go and feel, um, you know, for a lesser price with lesser teams involved, you can go and shore up some um, some holes that you have in in other places um, by going to another team, you know, or even or just picking a different player and centering it on that. So, um, and the last reinforcement, of course, is Zion Williamson. I mean. If you didn't know what a superstar was, I tweeted it before. If you didn't know what a superstar was, man, I mean, you know, his his emergence, you watching him play was one thing. Um, his but his absence is you know large right now, man. They the team was just first in the West and he was doing 360 windmills. And I mean, the Pelicans were getting all kind of positive, positive press, and Zion was playing like a true MVP candidate. It's the reason he's an all-star starter. Um, and I mean, you just look at from a basketball perspective, his ability to, you know, we talk about the gravity, you know, the amount of eyes that are on him when he's on the floor, uh, but his improvements when transition as a passer, his motor down a stretch, the shape that, that, you know, he was in, uh, he just gave you so many different things and that's what, and that's just offensively, defensively is a whole different thing, but the, the amount of shot, the shot looks the quality of shots that he opens for so many others on the team, the easier basketball, uh, you know, uh, avenues that he gives for a multitude of players, anybody that's on the floor with him, it's just, it's missed. <laughs> you know, that's what a superstar is. And um, this team, you know, look, I mean, any team would, would, would suffer to an extent, but man, I mean, you see his absence grow and kind of be as, as evident as ever for this particular team right now. And that's a, that's a no brainer. You need him back soon and, you know, hopefully you get a chance to see him. So that's, that's where I'm at. I mean, I think some of those, um, some of those answers, some of those solutions were, were simple, but listen, man, end of the day, I think this team will figure it out when they were, uh, the best in the West. I didn't think that they were world beaters or that, or that they were going to win a championship. I thought that they still had things they needed to address. And I thought we still needed to see Brandon Ingram, CJ and Zion play, you know, a larger sample size of games. Right. And now that they're on a nine game losing streak, I don't think they're the worst team in the West either. I don't think that this is going to last forever. I think that, that they will um, go on another winning streak and climb back up the standards that that will happen. And I've talked to people that, have talked to other personnel members around the league and broadcasters and so on and so forth. And what's, they tell you the same thing when this team is healthy, they're as good as anybody in the West. Well, healthy with this team is, and what this franchise has always been the subject. They got to figure out a way to put that together and take it from there. Word from my sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook. So we got two NFL teams left Super Bowl. Man, your last shot to win big on the NFL playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner, sports betting partners of the NFL. 
with, with finally a Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and win $200 in free bets. Um, be sure to look into the same, the stepped up same game parlays. I mean, between the Eagles, uh, between Jalen Hurts and uh, Pat Mahomes, you're going to have so many options through the air and on the ground, uh, to be honest. So download DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code boot. You see it right there at the bottom. New customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets. Got a gambling problem? Yo, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Please reach out and remember DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code BOOK, the official partners here. We use them. We all use them here and love them at Book Crew Media. Also got to give a shout out to our guys here at Birdsaw Law Firm. We're sponsored by them. This is the official injury lawyers of Book Crew Media located at 918 Poison Street, right by the Superdome. Shout out to the Saints, Sean Payton. Got him out of here. Give him a call here at 504-523-5413. If you or someone you know has been involved in an accident, and be sure to mention that we sent you. So, yeah, guys, that's pretty much all I got, man. I hear um, I hear the concerns. I want this team to get better just like y'all do. And, look, man, you know, it don't it don't rain forever. But, you know, team got to figure some figure out some things from the coaching staff to the players that's on the court. And it'll be really interesting to see what this team does um, in route to their next victory. What do you think that they have to do to get the victory? How do they lose? How do they end this losing streak? Is it something that I mentioned? Is it as simple as that? Or is it something else that I hadn't thought of that's um, that you're interested in? Appreciate y'all as always. It's love. And to get us out of here, I know who it is. 